RadioInfluence.com. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Uncorked Media Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy, and today I'm really excited. I have one of my favorite guests of all time, Mr. Ian Beckles. How are you today, Ian? Fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing good. Now, Ian is very well known in Tampa Bay, and I wanted to have Ian on today because I want to talk a little bit about working with brands and endorsements. You've done a lot, and I wanted to kind of just pick your brain a little bit. And also, when did you get your first start? I mean, you do a lot right now, but... Hmm. Anxious to hear your beginnings. Uh, first start in marketing, I guess. Well, more like endorsements and working with larger brands. Well, I mean, that all started with uh, after playing ball. Uh, I dabbled in the restaurant business a little bit. I had a, little, I had a blimpy and then try to figure out what, what I was going to do next. And then I got into radio. And when you're in radio, really the marketing and branding and you know endorsements all come with radio because that's how you make your money. Um, so it's something that was kind of built in and back then it was clear channel. They helped me get endorsements. Then it became iHeart. And then kind of when I moved away, uh, I became a marketing company myself. So I'll do a lot of it myself and now I'm back. So I kind of have the radio station, uh, that's helping me out and flavor of Tampa Bay is doing their own thing as well. So I got the best of both worlds now. And do you remember your first time working with an endorsement? Um, yeah, I don't remember what my first endorsement, actually, I think I do. It was New Balance Tampa. Okay. And, uh, I was working with Carol over there from, uh, West Shore Plaza. Carol is still a great friend of mine. Um, that was, that had to have been 15 years ago. And actually, I still have people ask me if there's, if you can still get the Ian Beckles special at the New Balance store. And that hasn't happened in 12 years. So what, what was it? Um, I think you brought my name up and you get like, 25% off of shoes or okay. something like that. And we did it for a couple of years and people still remember it. So I guess that's, it's important when you do an endorsement or, you know, a campaign, it's, it's nice that people remember it. Right. So I've had a lot of people ask me because I'm actually on both sides as a blogger and an influencer in Tampa. I've done a lot of endorsements with brands and then also managing social media for different people. I'm always looking for influencers to get out there and spread the word. So I wanted to definitely dedicate an episode to that. What are some of the things that you find to be extremely important when you're working as like a brand ambassador? Well, I mean, represent the product the right way, obviously. Um, I think the most important thing representing a brand as a brand ambassador, to me, the most important thing is that you believe in the brand. Right. Like I've never had somebody come in from, you know, outside and say, hey, I want you to represent our brand. That's, I don't believe that's ever happened. It's really me approaching companies saying, you know, I believe in what you do. This is what I do. Um, I'm passionate about your brand. And I think that's important because I've had endorsements before. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Some, somebody said, do you have heartburn? And I go... I'm not, I don't think. <laughs> and I, I go maybe a little bit, right. I go, but I don't, it's not a problem. So then I had a heart heartburn, some pill endorsement, some mainstream pill for heartburn, and it lasted like a month. And it just, I can't, you can't sell something you don't believe in. I agree. So if you, like everybody always says, man, you really, it sounds like you really believe in what you're selling. And I said, I'm not lying. Like say somebody like Dr. Locks, okay? Somebody uh, That's my uh, stem cell therapy a doctor. I'm not going to tell somebody it's the best thing I did for my body if it's not true, okay? Because that's, that's my name and, you know, uh, and you don't have much more than your name as far mm-hmm. as branding and, and being a brand ambassador. So I think b- 
believing in the product is the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah, for me personally, Celsius Energy Drink is a company that I work with. And I'll never forget the first time I tried their product was back in 2006. It was shortly after my son was born. And, you know, you have those late nights with a new baby. And I was looking for something and I spotted a bottle. They used mm-hmm. to come in a bottle before the can. I tried it out. I really liked it. And I just kind of stuck with them through all these years. And I can't tell you how much money I've spent over the years. <laughs> and once they really started, you know, being real active on social media and I was following them, they actually reached out to me to apply to be a what's called a Celsius lifer. So very awesome. They sent me all kinds of really cool swag. And that's definitely something that I it's a product I believe in. I drink it all the time. Sure. Love it. It's really been it's been fun for me, you know, to work with them. Another one I have is Team B Florida, which is based on, you know, running and athletics, but it really promotes beef, like, you know, Florida farmers and cattle ranchers and just how beef is such a great source of protein, especially for athletes. Sure is. It's it's, yeah, it's awesome. No, no doubt. I mean, you don't have to convince me that beef is wonderful. No, I don't. (laughs) You really don't. And I I mean, listen, I'm I'm around you quite often and you'll have a Celsius in your hand quite often. I always do. I have one. Actually, I was going to bring it in here, but I. (laughs) Next next time. That's good branding. That's good branding. Yeah, their flavors are great. And you know what? It works. I find that I can drink one and it's like it's a slow gradual process where mm-hmm. I just kind of the energy comes and then I don't get jittery like with other drinks I want so I like the jittery thing As I I'm, I'm drinking a nitro <laughs> coffee here I like to get I like to get all bent up you do yeah I do <laughs> it's just me well it's Monday I'm it's very, a good day for yeah, that yeah you ain't lying that's for sure now what about for, for someone who is first starting out are there any mistakes that you might have made yourself or seen other people make that you would kind of give some advice to someone who's starting out um well, I mean, you're going to have to make your own mistakes. Everybody has to make their own mistakes, and I certainly have. Uh, one of the big mistakes that I guess everybody makes in marketing uh, is trying to sell something. You know, it's, it's if you try to sell something, like a, like a car salesman, right. it comes across poorly. It really does. Right. Just tell people how great a product is and, and not sell it. Sometimes when you don't sell something, it's way better. Like, I'll give you a good example. Um Big green egg is something that I've been. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not haven't really been an endorser, but I sold a lot of big, big, big green eggs in my in my time. I haven't got any money from big green egg, but it's one of those things that comes up in conversation a lot on the radio. Um, I've done shows with Ray Lampy, who is their spokesperson, and I just had a salesperson the other day. They heard me say big green egg, and they said, "Do you have one?" And I said, no, I have three, <laughs> and I, I use it all the time. And, and she says, well, would you, would you like to do endorsements from them? I said, you bring up Big Green Egg and see if they don't know my name. Because I've been bringing them up forever. Yeah. And I've had, when I mean numerous, I mean I've had over 100 people say, I bought my egg because of I heard you say it. So, you know, once again, I'm not selling it. I'm just telling no. people how much I love it and how great it is and how practical it is. That That's better than saying, hey, go to the backyard company, buy a big green egg and tell them Ian Beckles sent you. Sometimes that works, but just um, letting people know how much you, you, you love the product, I think, is the best thing. It's all about authenticity. Absolutely. And you're always showcasing pictures of what you're cooking on the big green egg. That helps, too. And, and it, it has to look good, uh, and it has to... Tastes like you care as well. That's important. If you if your if your stuff coming off your big green egg is average, then you know 
the word will get out that you're average, and nobody wants that. I want one of those so bad, but I can't afford one. They're expensive. So yes, they are expensive. They're not, they're, <laughs> Even they're the not little cheap. ones are like five hundred dollars. Yeah, but you know what? It's something you buy once, it's, and, and you'll never you'll never have to buy it again. That's right. There you go. That's right. Yeah, someday it's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Easter Bunny will bring me one. There you go. What What does a small one actually cost? About five hundred. Well, I'm going to say this. I have not ever gotten any money from Big Green Egg, but they've given me stuff. So I, I have three. I paid for my first one, which was probably $800 a long time ago. The little one probably cost about five, $600, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you have that huge one. I have a huge, the, the XXL, and I also have the, the Mini Max. So I have both ends of the spectrum. The, the huge one is, um, I think it's like $4,000 or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could put like... All your whole family in it, pretty pretty much. That's a lot. Yes, it is. That's a lot. Yes, it is. Now, when you're like on Instagram and just kind of looking at pictures, what jumps out to you when you're seeing like different influencers that are promoting a brand? Well, it has to be something um, that appeals to me. Right. Like I don't, I look at, I look at the same things. I, I look at uh, great food pictures, local like if it's if it's in San Francisco, great, but it's I don't really it's, it's not doing anything for right. me. So I look at great local pictures, great local products. Um, I like local fashion, um, anything to do with fishing locally, uh, and pretty girls. Pretty girls. <laughs> that's it. I'm saying that's what appeals. It all works. That's what right. appeals to me. And if you could bunch them all together and get some pretty girls to, to pump up some local restaurants, you know, maybe while they're fishing, wearing it'd be perfect. latest fashion. Yes, too. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's get that done. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. It would yes. be a new Instagram not, account It's not for terrible, you. right? Right? Mm-hmm. Anyways. So another thing I want to talk about is also just, I watch a lot of people on Instagram because I look for influencers to sometimes work on projects with me sure. as well as being my own influencer and, you know, what I'm posting out there on social media. And I just, I love people that are just real. Mm-hmm. When you see a picture and it's not necessarily perfect, correct, but you can tell they're speaking from their true voice. And every Monday I try to post something on Instagram that applies to what I'm kind of thinking about for that week or what I'm talking about on my podcast. And this morning, this one little image really popped out to me. So I wanted to share it. And it said, less perfection, more authenticity. And I think that really does speak volumes. I think a lot of people get so caught up in they take a thousand pictures trying to get the perfect one, and then you, they always end up going back to the one that they didn't think was good enough. And listen, I've taken photography classes before right. uh, with a photographer that I think is the best in, in the area, and um, he said it in a different way. He, like he said, he says, "Let me show, show me your pictures." And I showed him a bunch of the pictures that I've taken, just even with my phone, right. uh, because our phones are pretty darn good, you know, uh, cameras right now. And uh, he says, what is common with all those pictures? I go, I don't know. I go, he goes, they're all focused perfectly. They're all centered. He goes, they don't, they just look like somebody took them with the phone. He goes, he goes, you got to be a little bit more artistic with it. And I was like, I don't understand. He goes, well, maybe shift the pic, the main part. If the, say this coffee is the main part of the picture, don't stick it right in the middle of the picture. Put it in the corner of the picture. Focus on that. Maybe unfocus some other things. Right. And I just learned a few things in that one or, or two lessons that I think has helped me going along the way. And listen, we, we all take a lot of pictures and it's hit and miss and we know what you know, filters to use that look better than others now. Right. And everybody's pictures kind of look, di- like your pictures look different than my pictures. Right. You know what I mean? But they both have, we both have personality in the pictures. So I think if you have a personality and it comes through in the pictures, I think you're, you're, you're ready to go.
Did you see my picture yesterday of the pork belly and the watermelon salad? I did, and it was excellent, yes. Well, that it was funny because I the restaurant I was at, Rococo Steak in St. Pete, it's very dark inside. And so I must have taken 100 pictures of of the same dish. I finally just went outside, which is what I usually like to do, and just that natural light made all the difference in the world. Well, and that was with my phone. That wasn't sure. using any filters or anything. Sure. And it's uh, sometimes the best pictures come when you don't expect it. Right. Uh, but there's there was the right elements in that picture. It was uh, There was some color, uh, some contrast, and uh, it looked good too, by the way. Right. Thank it looked, you. It looked very good. I try. You know, speaking of photography, I haven't taken photography lessons since I was in junior college. We should we have a photographer come in. We and do should. Some, seriously, we, should. we could all learn. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to learn. That's, no. that's it. No, it's something I really want to do because I actually am in the market for a camera right now. Okay. I really need to get one. I've, I've had two in the past. They just, you know, they didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah, had some. We got to get you the right camera. And, and also lessons are great. I mean, I'm pretty much, I've been self-taught. I but I find myself there are things I really want to improve on and that's kind of one of my goals for the sure, year is sure get a camera. we can all get we can all get better because right. everybody's watching and you know people right. people now are and I'm amazed like I know a lot of people in the marketing business that own you know a, a good friend of mine uh, Amy Doe works for Spark okay mm-hmm. so and so I said where do you get your influencers she goes well I just look around and see who's doing great pictures and I go where do you look she goes I look at Instagram I just got a guy from New York I just thought he did great pictures and I was like but you got to really set yourself apart as somebody in Tampa Bay sees your pictures in New York and thinks that those are clean and, and hires you for marketing right. as an influencer you got to be you got to set yourself apart from everybody else so, it's tough, and so there's a it's, lot. It's hard. But then I looked at the guy's stuff, and I was like, right. like, I look at mine, okay? And you can look at mine, you can say, well, okay, I can see he gets out a lot, he likes food. But you can't say he's driven uh, with his photography and the product. It's good. This guy, like his whole thing together, when you pull it all up together, it was almost like a, a puzzle, like all the colors matched and it was almost too much for me. But that guy was definitely passionate in what he did, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, passion Passion's speaks good. volumes. Passion is it good. It really does. Well, Ian, thank you so much for Anytime. your time today. I know you're busy and yeah, I'm, busy I'm, grinding. 15 minutes won't kill me. That's right. <laughs> but I'm going to grind right after this, though. I know you are. Yes. And Ian has a couple of podcasts. You want to share them with us? Yes, I have a bunch. Uh, In the Trenches, I have a Flavor of Tampa Bay, which we do. I have Flavor in Your Ear, which is a lot of politics. Uh, and I also have a cannabis podcast. comes out on Wednesday and uh, sharing knowledge about cannabis uh, in this area and around our country. So dabble in a little bit of everything. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to do this podcast. Podcasts are fun. No doubt. Well, have a great week, everyone. And don't forget that a new episode of the Uncorked Media Podcast comes out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. This is a Cannabis Podcast, powered by Truly. Quick fix on Radio Influence. For the most part, everything is moving in the right direction. Uh, reading up the University of Michigan, uh, have a new class out of science of cannabis. Uh, when I was in college, that would have never happened. That was a long time ago. But 
that tells you a little bit about the maturation uh, and the knowledge of people of cannabis and where it's going. You know, if you have prestigious universities talking about the science of cannabis, and it's about science. I mean, we're talking biology, chemistry, um, pharmacology. There's a lot of different sciences involved with uh, cannabis. Toxicology. um, So there's a lot to learn, and there's a lot uh, that we don't know. The Cannabis Podcast, powered by Truly, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.